family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Hello, Vosi. My name is Innocentia Mushidi. I'm from South Africa. A proud follower of your work, your craft. And I'm somewhat of a late bloomer because I've just listened to um, some of your podcasts on Spotify. Um, and like most of the people that follow you, I am immensely touched by your work. But what got me to record um, this voice note is the spiritual jet lag podcast that you shared in October of the year 2022. I'm a bit emotional because I think you pulled at some of the hard strings I've sort of tucked away in terms of where I know I could be, but because of family responsibility, I'm not. I just wanted to pay homage to you and the work that you do to say that you are truly and utterly living your purpose and your calling is an understatement. You are so right. And what? And I started following you, Vusi, um, when I was going through a very challenging time in my life. Um, and I believe that our stars were aligned for me to learn from you and take in some of the great learnings that you impart on each and every single person that follows you um thank you very much may god bless you may god shine a light on your path may you influence impact motivate inspire many more like me especially south africans as we are currently living in a country that seems to be so dark and that looks like we have no future. It, it scares me because I've got four boys and my worry for them is what country will they grow up in and their children, what country will their children grow up in? Thank you. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family. Hello, family. It's been way, way, way too long. Way too long, family. Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the VT Podcast. That was the amazing Innocentia. Innocentia, I'm so blessed by the words that you shared there. And it's it's so interesting for me to reflect on, in part, the reason I've been quiet over the past few weeks, what's now been five or six weeks, the team at the studio tells us. Um, and 
a big part of it has to do with some of the things that you've actually mentioned, where it is that we find ourselves in the world at a time such as this, where the country finds itself in, in, in this moment in time. And you mentioned the earlier podcast that I had done in Essentia around spiritual jet lag. I must tell you, by the way, that there are three kinds of podcasts we do here on Ideas That Matter. The first kind of podcast is the one that people hear and then they kind of like, oh, that was nice, and they move on. And about two or three weeks later, they listen to it again and they hear it anew and they draw something from it that's new. That's the first kind of podcast we have. The second is the kind of podcast that's like a standout success. Like the minute we publish it, it does exceptionally well. People are downloading it, sharing it. And the team through the analytics platform shows us, obviously, what gets done with those kind of viral podcasts, right? And there are a number of those that we've published that just become viral, right? Then there's the third kind of podcast. And that third kind of podcast, no less important, I must tell you, is at a personal level, kind of how I measure the success of the VT podcast. And that's the podcast that people listen to and something shifts. And they don't tell anybody. They don't share it. They don't post it on their socials. They have a deep, intimate conversation with themselves about what that podcast means for them. And then they do what actually matters. They make the shift. See, being motivated is easy. Being inspired is easy. But truly making a shift, that's difficult. That's not just about the feeling, right? When I'm motivated, I feel motivated. When I'm inspired, I feel inspired. But when I have to make a shift, I have to act beyond the feeling. I have to be committed to the new direction beyond the initial spur of intent. In the words of Macbeth, right? If you, any of you here who were Shakespearean students when you were younger, you remember it was Macbeth that said, I have little to prick the side of my intent. Or was it, I have little to spur the side of my intent than my vaulting ambition. Of course, referencing the spur that you find at the back of many um, uh, cowboy boots, right? That idea that you have these boots with these spurs. And in the same way, a cowboy will use that spur to kick into the side of the horse and get the horse to move in a particular direction. So too, says Macbeth to us, that he has little to spur the side of his, uh, to spur his vaulting ambition, Right. And I, and I think for a lot of us, that's kind of the moment we find ourselves in, this incredible moment, really, of moving beyond feeling to committed action, being people who truly want to make the shift. In essential, let me tell you that you saved me. And so a little confession here, and I think I might have confessed it before in one of the earlier podcasts. So when we do podcasts, like there's like different types of podcasts. Often what happens is I'll, I'll arrive in studio with a series of thoughts and I might have done some research. We would have pulled up some papers. I would have read up about a particular subject matter. If you listen, for instance, to the podcast, The Submarine, right? That idea, I mean, you listen to the content of that podcast, you can tell that that's deeply researched. What we've learned, though, over time is that the podcasts that do well, and this is a true story, are the ones where I arrive in studio and we just have a conversation. 
and we just talk about the state of the world, about the state of people, about the state of societies and families. And it's the insights and the, uh, the reflections that come out of that, those conversations that have created for us some of the deepest, most meaningful podcasts that we publish here on the VT Podcast. Which brings me to what it is that I wanted to speak to you about today. So, family, today I want to talk to you a bit about spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness. Now, in essentia, references, load shedding for the non-South Africans in the conversation. And I know the VT podcast has a massive community that stretches far and wide. But for the non-South Africans in the community, South Africa refers to power cuts as load shedding. The reference point is to the amount of base load and energy that the uh, energy um, transmission and generation company, right, uh, is shedding at a point in time. And so there are many parts, in fact, most parts, if not all parts of South Africa, go through a number of hours in the day where they have no provision of electricity coming from the state-owned enterprise. And as we speak, there is a massive movement in the country with people putting on inverters, for instance, or solar panels, so that they can they can provide power to their own households in the instance where, as it is happening quite frequently right now, the state is not able to do so. So we're familiar then, aren't we, with physical darkness. We're familiar with experiencing a world where the lights are literally off. We're familiar with walking into rooms that are so dark you can barely see your hand, just a meter in front of you. We're familiar with that. We're also familiar with the idea that darkness or evil lurks in the shadows. Think about that. You know, when you watch a horror movie, the typical setting of a horror movie is that night or darkness is a part of the setting, right? You don't, it's very difficult to do a horror movie in broad daylight because you can kind of see the dark elements as they approach you. But if it is darkness, then the, the, the human brain doesn't have to do a lot of connection between the darkness and the evil. And so lurking in the shadows then are the forces of evil. So we're familiar with that concept too. So figure this then. If the world is experiencing physical darkness and we know that evil can lurk in the shadows, what then of this state of spiritual darkness that the world is going through today? In essential, in the comment you made, you said, I've got four boys and I'm desperately worried about what it is the country that I'm going to leave for them and the country that they will grow into. That, in my mind, by the way, for the South Africans in the room, is the battle for the moment we find ourselves in. And for the rest of our global audience, even if you look at what's happening at the global agenda level, that's the fight that you're seeing today. The fight between light and darkness. The fight between virtue and vice. The fight between good and evil has never been more apparent and never been more pronounced. Today, the dark forces of evil in the world are organized and are set about conquering and making their agenda globally acceptable. Today, a song that talks about being unholy 
is one of the most popular songs of modern time. Today, a performance at an awards ceremony is one of the biggest artists in the world dressed as referencing, mimicking, and glorifying Satan. Today, darkness has become so socially acceptable that darkness doesn't even need to hide itself anymore. It used to be, isn't it, that at the very least, the people who were the purveyors of darkness had to find a way to cloak it. They had to find a way to blend into the world. Today, they're all around us, everywhere, all day, every day. Ten years ago, we were debating about whether or not renewable energy was a thing. We were talking about whether or not global warming was a thing. Today, we're debating about whether or not gender is a science or a feeling. Today, the institution of family has come under attack. Today, scientists are finding ways to have two males rats in this particular instance mate and create offspring now ordinarily i don't get into places of virtue and vice signaling on the podcast that's not what it is that we do here we try not to morally posture to the world but i would be failing in my duty as a citizen of the world and as i would like to think a merchant of goodness as somebody blessed by the Lord God Almighty and our Creator to have the talents that I do, if I did not make the following statement. We are skirting dangerously thin on the ice of darkness, and we don't seem to understand what it is that we're doing. We're creating technologies that are replacing people. We're building archetypes and robotics and humanoids that are replacing actual physical living human beings. We're rewriting the rules of justice and law and in and amongst all of this are debating whether or not God is even real. People who are trying to convince us that religion is a scam. Now, you may say whatever you want to say dependent on your religious proclivity. But let's make it clear here now that whilst we are debating whether or not there is a true fight between light and darkness, those who are the purveyors of darkness, the true merchants of doom, are very clear that there is. And not just that, they have a playbook. They have a strategy. We're busy debating whether or not there is a war taking place. They're busy asking themselves, what's the next phase in the war? These are the people who are coming into yours and my children's schools and trying to completely socialize our children into believing the most obtuse and just the most repulsive of ideas. And if you dare speak up, then you're called the anti-progressives. If you dare speak up, you're called retrospective or regressive. If you dare speak up, you're called old or traditional. If you dare speak up, you're called conservative. Just so we're clear, if standing for traditional values, if standing for the value of a family, 
And if standing for goodness makes me a conservative, then put me on the list. Today, we live in an era where the world is not just experiencing physical darkness, but we're experiencing spiritual darkness too. And for those of us out there in the world who are trying to do work that lights up the world, you've got to be careful. Because, and take it from me from personal experience, when you do work that lights up the world, the enemy finds a way to come and dim your light. And he does it in the most intrusive ways. He comes into your most intimate space. He comes and he finds you in the place where you rest your head. And even there, he sows uh, seeds of doubt. Even there, he sows hatred. Even there, he sows distrust. Wake up if you're not paying attention. Because the only ones who don't seem to have a playbook are the good ones. The only ones who seem to think this is all a conspiracy theory are the virtuous ones. The only ones who don't seem to understand that the war is current and intentional are the ones whose responsibility it is to light up the darkness, to lift the white flag, to be a symbol for hope. So, in essentia, here is your job. Your job is to be the symbol of hope. Your job is to educate, teach, inspire, and share with your children the values that are going to make them men, and for those of us who have girl children, women of substance, men and women who are able to stand up against the darkness, men and women who understand that you don't win a fight unless you show up for it. And perhaps it's time that we show up for the fight. Good versus evil, light versus dark, virtue versus vite. This is the moment. Hmm. That's a hard one, right? It's a it's a tough one to open up on, especially after we've been in this brief hiatus. But I do feel strongly that it's a conversation that is necessary for us to have. It's also interesting that we have this conversation at a time when the world today is getting into an electioneering cycle. The largest economy in the African continent has just elected a new leader. And over the period of the next 18 months, most of the largest economies across the continent will be electing new leaders. And in this moment, the question for us to ask ourselves is are the leaders we are electing a reflection of the future we all pray for? Perhaps, beyond simply going on our knees and getting in concert with the Lord through prayer, we also need to get in concert with our dreams by taking the right actions. <laughs> How did we get here? I wonder. <laughs> so, family, here is your homework for the week. It's quite simple. Your homework for the week is wherever you go and whatever you find yourself doing, whatever room you're in and whoever you find yourself conversing with, make sure that you light up the darkness. Where you see injustice, call it out. Where you see prejudice, stand for good. And where you see vice, be virtuous. Light up the darkness. There are some people who are so influential over life 
that their life transcends the time of their life. That they leave an imprint on the rest of us, something to hold on to, a flagpole that we can aspire towards. I want you to imagine it almost as a lighthouse in a sea of darkness. And when we look at them and we reference them, we remember what it is that we are capable of. American scholar Marcus Garvey wrote the words, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. And over a century later, 1979, the incredible Bob Marley writes the song, Redemption Song. It's now told that at the time at which he wrote that song, he had already been diagnosed with a cancer in his toe, a cancer that would later take his life. And he, of course, as you might imagine, had begun to face the prospect of his own mortality. He writes in this incredible, incredible piece of music, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Then he says, have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop the time. How long shall they try to kill our prophets while we stand aside and look? Some say it's just a part of it. We've got to fulfill the book. This is that moment for us, for all of us. This is that season for all of us to recognize that we're standing today at the gates of what could become our potential slavery. That those who are here as merchants of darkness want to take over the world and they want you and I as the slaves of their darkness. Now, they've become so smart that they've postured themselves against this upright statue of morality when in fact that which it is they sell is precisely what it is not. It's immoral. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled says Al Pacino in the movie The Devil's Advocate, was to convince the world he doesn't exist. Because then people take accountability for the things about which they have been influenced. And I'm not saying you're not responsible. I'm just saying don't be naive. Don't be naive. Glorious, isn't it? Bob Marley says, Old pirates, yes, they rob I, sold I to the merchant ships, Minutes after they took I from the bottomless pit. Then he says, and this for me, by the way, has been a verse that I've held on to at the darkest of hours. He says, listen to this. But my hand was made strong by the hand of the Almighty. We forward in this generation triumphantly. Won't you help me sing these songs of freedom? Cause all I ever had, redemption songs. Hmm. What a way to get back. Man, they just need to award me the number one podcast in the world, actually. Guys, just give me the award. I'm here. I'm ready. Tell them to invite me to the award ceremony. I won't come. 
I will send somebody to come and, and collect for me. I'll tell them I'm very busy. Meanwhile, I'll be home watching the omnibus of the old school episodes of Generations. Because that's how I move. <laughs> All right, family. That is our podcast for the week. We would love to hear from you. We would love to get your thoughts. We would love to get your feedback. We would love to get some of the ideas of what you'd like for us to cover. And one of the things we've done, of course, is we've made it easier for you to reach us directly. So WhatsApp us on plus two seven country code eight one five zero five seven double six seven. So that's plus two seven eight one five zero five seven double six seven. And wait, that's not all. And do you love it when the Americans say that? And wait, but that's not all. That's not all. Our VT Club 100 Mentorship Mastermind is still running. Visit vtclub100.com. Find all of the details there about how to join. And, very, very excited, our School of Scale is finally underway. We've onboarded, we've got entrepreneurs that we're working with in London, in South Africa, in parts of Africa, across the world. Incredible businesses that we're helping scale and take to the next level. If you think your business should be part of School of Scale, visit schoolofscale.co. All one word, schoolofscale.co. Friends, family, lots of love light up the darkness and as we always say here at the VT Podcast Ideas That Matter Sayonara This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound and Sounds Media